Blog Talk Radio. Like that, so we have to educate them. 
Yes. Go Google it. You'll you'll find out all about it. So the B Word is a talk slash music show that promotes the education of the community through engaging topics about money, politics, education, and entertainment, um, and health, all while showcasing artists and music that uplifts the community. We are on Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, and we hope you got that cup of coffee ready because we're going to help you get started with your day. So if you want to call in, you can do so at 215-383-3787. If you want to talk to us, just press 1 on that keypad, and you can do so. Visit us on um, Facebook at B Word with Elgar. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at the B Word underscore Elgar. You can also send us an email message through the B underscore word at yahoo.com. Um, you can go to Blog Talk Radio and search the B Word, and you can also go to our website, the B-Word.com. We would also encourage you to download the app for your Android phone for Blog Talk Radio. And if you have an iOS phone or an Apple phone, then you can um, listen to us under the podcast app or iTunes because all of our podcasts are located there as well. You just would need to search B Word or L Guard, and you can find us. Um, I'm going to be doing some cool things like adding Jen to the website, a nice cool picture of Jen, so you guys can see what she looks like and how beautiful she is. So we're going to have to get that done as well. So um, we are just here. We want to make sure that we provide you with inspiration, motivation, as well as tips that you can use to help improve your life financially, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Now, Jen, I got some news I wanted to make sure I told you um, before we get started today. Um, I, I didn't know this until yesterday, but I was at a meeting, and a friend of mine was supposed to come to the meeting with me, but she called me, and she was like, I'm not going to be able to make it. I don't feel very well. And I'm like, oh, what's the matter? She's like, well, I don't know if there's something she said. And then she said, or my fibromyalgia. I had no yeah. idea she even had it. Oh, you need to get her to call she's me. she's a veteran. Yeah, and so that's what I told yeah, well, her. I said, what I'm saying. There's nothing in the government that really informs them how to do anything. <clears throat> so I, I told her, I said, um, that while my friend who does my radio show with me, I said, she knows everything there is to know about fibromyalgia. I said, not only that, she could probably help you with some stuff that she's doing um, to kind of help. And she she did mention something about acupuncture, but I told her, I said, well, my girlfriend, she does, like, hypnotherapy. She does a whole bunch of stuff. I said, and I know that she should be able to help you. So I definitely want to put you two in contact because, like oh, I said, yes, she's definitely. a veteran. And she's a yeah, part of a couple of veteran. Yeah, yeah that, she's a that, part of a couple of veteran programs. Yeah, and you have to understand with fibromyalgia, you have to take it on a day-to-day basis. You just can't, I mean, even though I'm controlled and maintained, I still have to do things, especially during the winter months, um, extra things, you know, making sure I have that electric blanket so I'm stretching before I get out of bed so none of my muscles really tense up real quick. But, you know, there's there, it, it's a day-to-day thing. And, I mean, right. it sucks, but when you learn how to control and maintain it, um, it's kind of like an addiction, and you do everything possible so that you can do all these wonderful things without any problems. Right, right. Well, the good thing is, like I said, she's a vet, and she's a part of these veteran organizations, so you can probably get a link in that way as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. So, I definitely uh, want to do yeah, that. Yeah, definitely wanted to let you know about that. Okay, so today's topic is an important one, and I'll tell you why. 
I uh, obviously with this building, I've been dealing with um, other organizations, other businesses, um, and to you know try to make sure everything gets up and moving and running. And in my in my quest to do that effectively and efficiently, you know, I have personally been on my best behavior. You know, trying to make sure I'm doing everything in proper order. But what I found is that these other organizations that I've been dealing with are not really um, aware or or think that they should treat me or other businesses as their customer as well. Even though we're you know we're business to business and we're doing some collaborating things to make things happen, I'm still a customer. And unfortunately, the attitudes and the treatment has just been subpar. So we're going to talk about B2B etiquette, how you should treat other businesses you collaborate with, um, and then learn how to interact with other businesses when conducting your day-to-day operations and learn why it's important to treat other businesses just as well as your regular customers because they are your customers too. So we're going to get into all that, get into what that looks like, talk about my personal story, and uh, so just provide you with a lot of good information that hopefully you can take back and use in your everyday life and your everyday business life. So we're about to get started. It's Happy Friday. I'm so excited because the week is coming up and you should be too. So we're going to get right into some music this morning, get you prepped and ready to receive everything that we're going to give to you this morning. Um, And then we're going to let you go so that you can get back to work and maybe, hopefully, get to go home early on this pretty Friday. It's beautiful here in Atlanta. Um, It's a little cold, but it's nice. It's nice and sunny and the sky is clear. So uh, we're having a happy day. So we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Yeah, 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 baby. Mm. She loves it so, cause I'm on this song. You looking at me, girl, with those big old pretty eyes. And the world's most beautiful smile, I just can't say no. Gotta show you love for making me feel so good inside You can bet that your boy gon' ride For sure, for sure And if you wanna see the world I'm gon' buy you a map But you know Just show me where you wanna go My baby, 
Me on. 
up? We are back. You're listening to the B word. You're listening to Elgarth and Jen, and we are talking today about business to business etiquette, how you should treat other businesses that you deal with in your day to day operations of your business, and why it's so important to treat these other businesses just like if they were your individual customers, <clears throat> because believe it or not. Business to business is a customer as well. Obviously, if they're utilizing your services or your product or whatever, whether they're a business or an individual, they're still utilizing your services. Isn't that correct, Jen? Yes, yes. Treat everybody with respect because you have no idea if they're going to be a customer or if it's going to be some situation. I mean, you could meet this person and they'd be absolutely horrible uh, to you in the business way and then come later on down the line, they're, you know, the parent of, you know, a friend of your child, you know, so always treat everybody with respect regardless. And, you know, if, if you do things the right way, it'll come back on you. Tenfold wonderful things will come back on you. I mean, just treat everybody with respect. Yeah, so I want to tell my story of how I came up with this time. You know, it's always a personal experience that helps me come up with what we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. So, as I told you guys earlier, um, I moved, I'm in, well, I haven't moved all the way in yet, but I'm in my new building today. But I've been dealing with a lot of businesses as, you know, trying to get things prepared. One of the businesses that I've been dealing with is actually the people that I uh, am leasing the building from. And I'm not saying that they're bad people because they're not. They're a church. Um, so you know, not that churches can't be bad people. That's all I'm saying out there. But they were a church. And, uh, you know, I've been dealing with them through this whole process. And what I found is that some people just aren't or they don't have the professional and business acumen that they need to have in order to deal with and handle certain situations. So this whole move-in process has kind of been like pulling teeth uh, because, you know, I've been trying to get into the building for a few days, and I've been trying to get things done with what they need to do inside the building. And here it is, come you know, move-in time, and I'm just now getting the keys that nobody gave them to me. I had to actually get talked through it over the phone on how to get into a lockbox to get my keys out. <clears throat> and then I come in, and some of the things that were supposed to be done prior to the movement just still aren't complete. And it just looks like it's the exact same state that I left it in uh, a few days ago, and, you know, nothing really change. So it's just kind of irritating, kind of upsetting when people treat you a certain kind of way because, you know, they base it off a of certain beliefs like, oh, well, you're my tenant, so I can pretty much do whatever I want and treat you any kind of way and it's going to be okay. And people need to learn that that's not okay. You know, it's not correct to treat people that way. Um, and it's really important that you treat people with the level of respect that you yourself would want to be treated, just like Jen said, because you never know who that person is, who that person's going to become, and what type of influence they may have on something that you might be doing. So yep. we're going to talk well, about uh, – go ahead. Well, you know, this this is just from, you know, my knowledge. Uh, start reading your lease contract. Because um, moving in there without them doing any of that could bite you in the butt. 
Uh, you always got to protect yeah, yourself. Know. But, I mean, they should have had it done. If not, it can make the lease null and void if they don't do what they were supposed yeah. to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, I've already been back into the lease, and we've talked about those things. And, again, supposedly the actual move-in date is February 1st. That's Monday. So right. supposedly everything that I've, you know, put in front of them to be done is supposed to be done by that date. So okay. technically they still have a few days to get it done. Okay. But the agreement that we had, the verbal agreement, was that by three days prior to the move-in, everything would be complete, and that is today. Okay, now, um, when you're dealing with leases and any type of real estate whatsoever, always get it in writing. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, because they could come back and say no later on and not have it done by Monday. Actually, um, I do think that was in the writing, is that three days before move-in, we were supposed to be able to do a walkthrough to ensure that everything was complete. I actually do think that was in writing. Yeah, that's what thinking about. Really it. But make sure it's done. Yeah, yeah so it is. So <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm like, okay, this should have been done by now. So we're going to go well, into... Well, I mean, this, when you're a business and, you know, you are not thinking about how it can affect others, which could possibly be your customers, you know, you can run the risk of getting a bad reputation, which could damage your business and put you out of business if you do not treat others with respect. I mean, I know that you said that they're a church and everything, but, you know, if it really gets out, I mean, a lot of people are not going to want to come, you know, to that church. I mean, I know it's a church and everybody, you know, is supposed to be nice and everything, but I mean, it could affect who comes to their church if they find out that they do things like this. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. People could uh, leave the church. People could not, you know, uh, come to the church. So there's a whole lot of repercussions and and ripple effects that could happen. As a matter of fact, speaking of, I got to speak on this um, because I'm a veteran service organization. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news right now about the Wounded Warrior Project. And one of the biggest things that um, just was posted was that they're suing some uh, wounded warriors that actually worked for them. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's ironic that this organization is supposed to support, you know, certain veterans, but they're suing two of the veterans that used to work for them, something about – I guess it was had to do with like a breach of a um, severance agreement, maybe not to talk about why they were let go or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, they're still in these, these warriors and trying to get the their severance packages back. And people are like, are you kidding me? And the Wounded Warrior Project won't talk to anyone. They won't provide any information. And so it's really kind of alarming, you know, how some of these businesses – you know, act and, and, you know, and what their mission is and what their cause is. So that just kind of threw me for a loop. That was another reason why I I came up with this because I'm like, wow, you know, you actually are, you know, suing the people who you're supposed to be supporting. It just, 
it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean Yeah. It's very it's upsetting crazy. to know that I mean it was kind of like um that situation and I forgot I, I, I guess it's in California, I'm not sure. Um the father was arrested and charged because he took his daughter's cell phone away. He and his what? wife you know, are divorced and she got upset because he took the phone away because of inappropriate texts that she was doing and she called the cops and he got arrested and charged. That's crazy. For, for theft of property, even though That's he's the one paying crazy. for the bill. That's you crazy. Know? That is insane. You, I mean, you can't have any property if you ain't an adult to me. It's my property. You see what I'm saying? I bought it. I can't carry you. It's not your property. It's my property. Yeah. But, That's I mean, crazy. that goes to show you that, you know, you have to, you know, when you're angry or upset, give it a day. Let yourself calm down and step outside the box and say, hey, what is the best route to go for this situation? So when you have a problem in a business, you have to be able to come up with some type of solution. So when you're talking with whatever entity um, about correcting the problem, you've got something to bring to the table. And, you know, that really shows your strength in, uh, you know, yourself, your communication skills, all of that. But you got to step back and have a moment and say, what can we do to make this better? Absolutely. So I had um, a delivery that was scheduled, um, that another delivery that was scheduled, and they never called me about it. So when I called to check on it, um, the young lady told me, was like, oh, that's not supposed to come till Monday. And I was like, no, I made specific arrangements for it to be delivered on Friday. So we kept going back and forth. She's like, well, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to wait on them to call you to schedule. I was like, okay, how about this? How about I don't need you to tell me what I need to wait on. I need you to come up with a resolution. I said, because right. you telling me you're sorry and they're going to just call me is not fixing the problem. I was like, we need a resolution because I've set up everything for Friday and they need to come on Friday. I don't care what you got to do, but you need to resolve this issue. So she um, tried to get me on the phone with a manager. That didn't work out, apparently. So what she ended up doing, it still wasn't a, a good fix for me, but it was something, and I appreciate that they tried to come up with a solution, was she gave me an additional um, dollar amount off of my purchase, you know, for the inconvenience. So, yeah. you know, instead of just leaving me with the, oh, I'm sorry, somebody will call you and, you know, try to schedule it. Because that, was that, that wasn't a fix at all. So yeah. when you're dealing with business, you have to be able to do things that will please your customers while you're also, you know, trying to make sure that you keep your business um your business intact, your business resources intact. So the the first thing I want to talk about is there is definitely a difference between social and business etiquette, but they kind of go hand in hand. The rule is, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, and then also treat people, treat others as they want to be treated. Because sometimes the way you want to be treated is not the same as other people want to be treated. So make sure you're taking care of both of those rules. Yeah. So 
what is what is etiquette? Etiquette is a code of behavior that delineates expectations for social behavior according to contemporary conventional norms within a society, a social class, or a group. So for this particular conversation, we are talking about the business group. And why right. do you need to have business etiquette, first of all? Uh, first, it, you know, it can really differentiate you between other businesses who do not actively uh, take care or mind their business etiquette. So if you know a business that's going to treat you good versus one that you've dealt with that treated you poorly, then you're going to go to the one that treated you well. So, you know, you kind of are the determining factor between competitors. It also Mm -hmm. honors the commitment to excellence and the quality in your service or your product. People love working with organizations that are um, take care on the quality of the services that they provide. Mm-hmm. And it also gives off a professional and a polished image. How many times, and I know, Jen, you've dealt with it as well, how many times have you went to an organization, and I'm just going to say McDonald's because it happens more often than not, you drive through the drive-thru and somebody's like, can I help you? Uh, what? I didn't hear you. You know, versus where you go to Chick-fil-A and they're like, oh, my pleasure. How may I be of a service? It's just a yes. different level of experience. Yes, and that's the reason why Chick-fil-A is so popular and wonderful to go to. And they have incredible food, by the way. Food I can eat right now. <laughs> yeah. But it is, I, I keep bringing up. Think about the banks. Think about the banks. They're always trying to find something to screw their customers over. You will never find me going to Bank of America ever. I've had too many friends. You know, they will nickel and dime you to death. I mean, I know that, you know, their credit card bills, you know, they change the fixed rates and all of the scuzzbaggy things that they've done to the people over the years. And it's hard to believe that they're still in business. Well, that's funny because I bank with Bank of America, and I have a really nice banker. Get out. (laughs) Get out now. Yeah, get out now. But you do. I mean, I I don't trust anybody in the financial industry after what they did in 2008, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the banks as a whole, to me, are major ripoffs. You know what I mean? But, see, and that's what we're talking about, the kind of reputation that you get because of how you treat your customer and other people. So we're going to um, go into the next topic, which is uh, the what etiquette applies to within your business. Email etiquette, telephone etiquette, meeting etiquette, um, and your networking. And I know because of technology, email etiquette is a big thing right now because one of the things that happens is when you send an email, your tone and your voice are not always translated through the words. So people can get things mixed up, people can get a misunderstanding, and it sometimes it doesn't turn out well. So my rule of thumb is keep your emails short, only involve information that um, is needed for that particular traffic, make it uh, professional, efficient, and you definitely don't want to include anything that's going to cause a liability. Um, you want to make sure that you're checking it for spelling and all that, Never forward or reply all unless it's absolutely necessary. So make sure you're checking who you're sending it to, who's on the CC line. 
also, you want to answer kind of quickly. I mean, with the invention of being able to get your messages on your cell phone and pretty much anywhere you are, it's always a good idea to respond with something as soon as possible. You may not be able to answer the entire question, but at least acknowledge, yes, I got your message. You know, give me a, a day or so to, to respond back to you. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, good a good rule of thumb to do that. It's just courteous. Uh, you definitely want to, um, if you sent more than one or two emails back and forth on the same issue, at that particular time, it's probably a good idea to pick up the phone and talk to people because apparently something isn't coming across as it should. So right. that is the time you need to enlist. Okay, you know what? Let's go back old school. Let's pick up the phone and have a discussion on this particular uh, subject. Uh, the next one is um, using uh, uh, using the telephone. Okay, so telephone etiquette is really important as well. You know, a lot of times now with, with emails and these texting, individuals have started to talk like they text. <laughs> I don't know how many times. I've been on a phone call or something like that, and somebody said, ha, 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 LOL. Oh, my God. What? No, no, no. You know I'm not OMG. Oh, see? LOL. Right, exactly. Or somebody's like, OMG. You know, you want to make sure that you're using proper grammar and speech when you're talking to a business, I mean, because that's your reputation. That is the first impression sometimes that people get from you is either through writing, through your emails, or through conversations over the telephone. So you definitely want to make sure that you're applying the rules of speech and grammar when you're having discussions. Because you don't want to come off as being uneducated or illiterate because you choose to talk like you're sending a text message to one of your friends. Yeah. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You need to have that diplomacy, the professionalism um, at all times. Uh, I mean, because exactly. that just reflects wonderful on you when you do that. And especially when you do have a situation that, you know, you kind of felt that you were done wrong when you're the one that comes up to the plate and you're acting professional, trust me, you'll get things done quicker that way. Exactly. And you always want to, this is in terms of how you respond to telephone calls, you always want to return calls. You always mm-hmm. want to make sure that if somebody calls you, especially if they leave a message, you at least want to respond. Bond, you know, and you want to do it in a timely manner. There's nothing worse than when you call somebody and they don't call you back or they don't respond, they don't acknowledge you. So you call them again and it's the same thing. At least call back. Even if, let's just say they're trying to sell you a service or a product. Even if it's something that you don't want, it's professional to pick up that phone and say, you know what, I really appreciate your call. Thank you so much for um, introducing me to your product or your service. However, at this time, you know, we're not interested. But I will keep your information, and if this, you know, becomes something that we might need in the future, I'll give you a call. That's the least you can do. And it takes, what, two minutes? 
Exactly. It doesn't take a whole long time to do so. Yeah. And you know, you definitely want to listen. I always tell people to actively listen because a lot of people will be listening to talk instead of listening to listen. <laughs> and yeah. they're just trying to respond to whatever you're saying. So you need to be actively listening. Let the person um, who you're conversing with, you know, completely finish their thought. Don't cut them off. And then respond. And be polite. You know, you don't have to be rude, even in, if you're angry. So for, like, me last night, I did get a little upset, but I didn't raise my voice. Um, I told her, you know, very clearly, you're, you know, your sorry isn't helping me. We need a resolution on this issue. And it made her more willing to work with me. Versus if I was screaming and cussing her out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, she, she, she could have been like, you know what, uh, we, there's nothing we can do, and she could have hung up on me. You know what I mean? But she exactly. didn't, and she exercised proper business etiquette, and she managed my call. Even though I was angry, uh, she, she still managed my call. And that's another thing. If you get angry callers, you don't ever want to say you're wrong to them, you know, uh, you do want to empathize with them and just let them know, I'm sorry, you know, you got misinformation. Let Put it on your company, not theirs. Uh, right. But, however, here's a way that we can resolve this issue. Yes. And then you definitely want to exercise, you know, office etiquette and because your business partners, the people you work with, are also kind of business-to-business relationships. Because these are people that you collaborate with on an everyday basis. So you want to be um, courteous to everyone that you meet. You want to be conscious of everybody's uh, feelings and, you know, their uh, positions within the organization. And you always want to foster a collaborative professional environment. Because let me tell you, you treat the people you work with bad, and they end up leaving and going to your competition, and, you know, now you've just damaged that business relationship that you could have possibly had with another organization. And maybe not only that, that person who left, they might take all your customers with them to the new location. Or they could, you know, say, hey, this is how I was treated by working for this company on – press releases, you know, all social media stuff. They're they're talking to their friends, and guess what? That damages your reputation as a business, you know, and, of course, you know, all of your customers can go because they hear about what, how you treated their, you know, your employees. Exactly, exactly. And the final thing we're going to talk about is when you're networking and you're out and about and you're trying to get, you know, customers or you're trying to meet people and other businesses, and, you know, gather business partners either to work with or to collaborate with in business or maybe to do services with or barter, Um, there are certain things you want to do as well. First of all, when you're out, the whole objective is to mingle, to meet people. So you want to be friendly, but you also want to be professional. You don't want to be so chummy, chummy that, you know, these individuals no longer look at you in a business sense but just as a, hey, you know, we're kind of kicking it uh, since. And that is because those lines can become blurred very quickly. You want yeah. to, um, you know, contribute positively to any conversation that you're in. It's not always about the sell, sell, sell at the time, you know, even though that may be something you want to do later. But when you're networking, it's all about building a rapport 
and getting to know people and individuals and, and about people's businesses prior to the hard sell or talking about, you know, your product or service. And you also do not want to monopolize the conversation or someone's time because there are other people there who are looking to meet people as well. So you don't want to constantly, um, you know, hold up somebody in this type of situation. And it's also not the opportunity to, to get free advice. So if you're in a networking situation and you find somebody who is a lawyer or a, a HR professional, this is not the time to pose 20 questions about, hey, I got this personnel issue. What do I do to handle this? Or, hey, I got this legal situation going on. You know, what kind of advice can you give me? That's not the time to do that. It's the time to meet. It's the time to provide information about yourself, get a little bit of information about them, hand out some business cards, and make future contacts. That's it, period. Um, and then once you do that, if you did it successfully and properly, then you'll be able to reach out to these people in a week or so, and then at that point in time, that's the time you can uh, take to introduce your business or service and talk about a future collaborative relationship. Yeah. So any last um, thoughts on that, Jen? Just, just remember, I mean, even with your social media sites or anything, think before you say anything, think before you write anything, because when you are a business, everything you do, Every single thing that you do reflects, and you don't want any bad repercussions happening. So always think before you say something. Always think before you write. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I, I forgot to mention this, so I'm very glad that you brought that up. Sometimes, especially if you're a business owner, unfortunately, and it does happen, your personal life rolls into your business life, especially with the invention of social media. Everybody can kind of see everything that you do. So you really want to be very careful, not just on what you post on your business sites and information, but what you post personally. How many times recently have we seen in the news people getting fired because of stuff they posted on their personal website that had nothing to do, you know, with their business? But their personal views, opinions, and actions then caused that to have a ripple effect on the side of their business and professional life, and they ended up be, being ruined because of it. So it's very important that you manage both sides so that you know you don't come up, uh, don't have these issues come up later. But you know what? Some of those firings and all of that were not justified in my eyes. I mean, you know, I think our country has become too politically correct. And I mean, when somebody states their opinion and it is on their own Facebook and they're not being slanderous, there's no reason why they should have been fired. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, think about the wounded warrior. I mean, that's really stupid for them to be suing Two veterans, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's going to hurt them in more ways than they even know right now. Yeah, the situation is this. When you have a business and, you know, public outcry, and, again, that's going back to thinking about who your customer base is and your audience. When you have such a public outcry and people are saying, you know what, if you don't do something about this person or this employee, we're going to stop patronizing your business. 
some businesses take that as, okay, you know what, I would rather error on the side of, you know, getting rid of this one person versus losing a whole demographic of individuals who are going to keep my business afloat. And sometimes, you know, they make decisions like that based on those type of issues and reasons. But I'll tell you this. If you are someone, for example, if you work for my organization, okay, I'm a veteran services organization, I'm a black woman, and I had an employee, and I found found out that on their site they were uh, discussing their distaste or displeasure about a certain race, or a certain group of individuals, especially ones that I was associated with, I'm afraid that it wouldn't represent the morals of my organization and my own personal morals. And for that reason, I wouldn't want them a part of my organization because they don't represent who I am as a person, which means they don't represent what my organization represents because that that organization is a representation of who I am. So if that happened, I would probably end up uh, releasing that employee as well. Now, if it was something that was clearly and literally, you know, a topic that had nothing to do with what we do um, or who I am, and they were just voicing their opinion, like maybe they were they were watching Bill Maher, and they were like, oh, you know, I, I, I didn't agree with that conversation that they were having and because for these reasons. Then, of course, no, I would say, you know, that person has the right to their opinion. I don't believe that way, but, you know, they, they, can, they can think that if they want to. But to me, when it comes down to what I represent and what my organization represents, and you do not fit into that, that mold, then... Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to take the side that you need to go find another job. Yeah. But you know, that so can also that, be handled diplomatically. All I mean, when you have situations and you're like, look, this person has to go because they're in the long run this is not going to fit, you can still handle it with diplomacy. You don't have to be oh, rude, absolutely. you don't have to be threatening. There is is ways to handle it. That is not just a shocker that because once that it gets out and it gets picked up by the media, you know how the media is going to spin it and it's going to make you look bad, even if you are in the right. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So I definitely um, support, you know, not making a mockery of the situation, you know, because every there's still people, you know, and you don't have to like somebody, you don't have to agree with somebody, but you do have to treat people with respect, I believe, no matter what. And when you stop doing that, then I think it takes away from our humanity and who we are as people. So, you know, you definitely want to treat people um, with tact and diplomacy and do things in proper order because that just makes you look better. Yeah. People will be like, wow, I really like the way they handled that situation. You know, they didn't they didn't necessarily agree, but they handled it in a manner that, you know, made them look professional, and I like that about that organization. So I agree. Exactly. So, wow. Uh, that was a pretty good um, conversation today. I hope that um, everybody got something out of that and they're able to apply it to their business or their everyday life. 
We want to thank you so much for listening in. As always, it's a pleasure for us to be able to talk with you each and every week. Remember, we're on Blog Talk Radio Monday through Friday from 9 and 10 a.m., so thanks for tuning in. And please tell all your friends. And um, as always, everything we say and do is because we love you, we love us, and being broke ain't free. And uh, we didn't even have time to go into our last music segment. That's funny. <laughs> so, well, but it's all good because we were providing some great information. Yeah. So I'm your host, Elgar. My beautiful co-host, Jen, is um, always a pleasure to be um, with you every day of the week. And so we'll see you guys bright and early on Monday morning on what, Jen? The B Word. Have a fabulous weekend, everybody. Great weekend, everybody. See you Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah.